welcome back to Millennial Ag, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today, your co-hosts, Valium Likely and Catherine Lotspeech. Listeners, welcome back to this week's episode. It's almost April 1st, so which is just mind-boggling to me. It's quickly how fast the snow melted and the green grass is, is poking up, and I'm like, crap, we're going to have to start mowing the yard fairly soon and we don't have a lawnmower so. <laughs> you should just get a couple goats I think I told you that a couple days ago but just get some goats I can teach Midas to herd there you go <laughs> but yeah it's, it's hard to believe we're almost April 1st it feels like a joke which I is know. what this is all about but well yeah. and it's John's been out in the um field planting this week and you know we're we're going to be branding soon and um it's just it's amazing it's it's springtime and I feel like I went from bundled up in a hat to to a t-shirt and sweating like overnight yeah I agree I agree that's how it feels here too the grass is starting to come up and get green and yeah it's definitely starting to feel like springtime and somehow my my baby is eight months old already I can't believe that we're almost like we're almost to our birthday we're gonna blink and it's gonna be July (laughs) that's amazing I can't yeah no 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 joke it'll be here it'll be here before you know it and we'll be on shorts and and wishing it would cool off again right yeah so we should just do our best to enjoy the moment right that's really what we should take away from all of this yes I think that's a great reminder to take a deep breath and enjoy enjoy the season of life we are we're in right now so yeah yeah for sure so Val we were talking earlier about what to talk about this week and you've been having lots of meetings and um talking to people out in the countryside and hearing what's going on so why don't you give us an overview of what what you're hearing in the countryside regarding um regarding agricultural production yeah so a lot of mines um around beef production, um, and corn and corn availability. Um, I haven't, I, I haven't talked too much to, to the dairymen lately. It's mostly been feed yard guys. Um, but it's, it's a whirlwind of a year and I don't even know, you know, you, you start talking to guys and, and agriculturists are very, you know, forethinking. They like to have pl- general plans in place, you know, that sort of thing. And, and they're, they're struggling. Um, they, the most recent crazy thing that's kind of going on around here is, and we talked, a, I think it was last fall when we talked to your mom about some of the issues she was struggling with, with, um, the rail rail system. And, and we're seeing that here now. I know JD high school, um, who supplies a lot of corn to, um, the feed yards around here is, isn't getting the, the delivery and they've had to anybody that's, um, on spot, just just buying it on the spot doesn't have contracts um, is it sounds like they've cut them off at least temporarily um, from everything. And then the guys that have contracts are down to like 30% of what they've been guaranteed or less. And it's not, this isn't a supply or um, demand issue. And there's, as far as commodity goes, it's a, um, there's plenty of corn. It sounds like in Nebraska and and stuff, um, at least as of right now, but they can't get it. They can't get somebody to drive the locomotive, to hook up the car, to pull it. The car's sitting there full of 
corn and we can't get it. Um, and it's, you know, headed into springtime on a drought. Um, you know, we've, we've been short of water last year. Um, in the last couple of years, I think we've been a little short, but we didn't get a, we had one massive snowstorm that spiked everything up to over a hundred percent. And then we never got anything, anything else and just tanked the, um, the snowpack. And so guys are, at least my dad, um, they're starting out at 80% water. So they don't know what this year is going to bring as far as, as water, we could get a big rainstorm and be, be, be fine. Um, but you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that I've kind of been talking to seem to be switching to, to barley or wheat or a other low water consumptive cash crop of some kind and getting creative, um, with that. But then you talk to like the seed salesmen and they're saying, we're selling just as much corn. So maybe it's the dairies that are continuing to buy all the corn and take that risk right now. I can't speak for the dairymen because I haven't been talking to them. Um, and this is again, all my perspective, but it's just, Catherine, it's just like, I don't mind blowing. Like we're such planners and it, and I know day to day things happen, you know, cattle get out, something gets sick weather happens, but on a, on a big thing, you know, you try to, you try to budget for feed costs, you budget for, for stuff. And it's not a matter of what does it cost anymore? It's a matter of, can I get it? Yeah. And that's, I mean, like you said, we talked to my mom about that last fall and, you know, it was, I don't know, it was interesting enough then, but to hear it continuing now, when there's plenty of supply and plenty of demand, it's just weird. Um, you know, it, it's, I, I go to the grocery store and every time I go to that particular grocery store, there's someone with a sign on the sidewalk saying that they need a job or that they need food or housing or something. And I'm like, there's all these jobs available, um, but nobody wants them. What's the, like, why or do they not pay well enough? People lazy, you know, the government handouts are too good. Um, it's a really interesting thing to kind of clash with the industry that we know um, and be, be causing the kinds of problems that you're describing. Well, and another, like a flip side to that too, is I think, um, you know, we've got a, in Idaho, again, I can't speak for Colorado. I haven't looked at their numbers, but we're at like 3% unemployment, which is really low. (laughs) Um, And so it's like, why are there so many jobs available right now? And a lot, and this is a lot of what I've been hearing too, is that it's, it's early retirement. So people, you know, when COVID hit, were able, you know, they were like, well, I'll cash out my retirement and retire at 60, um, instead of 65, or we also have a daycare shortage in Idaho. And so moms are staying home with their kids. So they're not in the workforce and they're not collecting unemployment. So they're not chalked up to the unemployment rate. So I think there's people that aren't working, but they're not collecting unemployment. If that makes sense, like they're not, they're not classified by the government as unemployed, but they're not employed by an industry, say in the state of Idaho. Right. I got you. Yeah. And I think those things are the same true and same and true in here, here in Colorado as well. I'm not sure what our unemployment rate is specifically, but um, like you say, people cashing out their retirements early and then definitely a shortage of good childcare. 
around and forcing one parent to stay home and be with the kids. Um, yeah. And it's just a, it's, it's such a weird, it's a weird time to, you know, we talked with, um, Bo Stevenson, I think it was at the beginning of the year or whatever, you know, on, and he was talking about how he has his five-year plan and he budgets and he, you know, understands, and there's, there's things that come and go and, and things that ebb and flow, but I wonder if we were to talk to him or whoever that has a, those typical five-year plans, if they're on track with their plan this year, if, or I should say not necessarily on track, but if they're going to, to continue with the plan they had set, or if they're diverting, um, you know, some dad had purchased um, corn seed and decided to just hold it over for a year and, and got barley, barley or wheat. I can't remember. Um, to plant because he didn't know what was going to happen. And so, you know, what, what are those people's plans? And like, in addition, we've got lots and lots of agricultural demand right now. We've got, um, the true West beef plant going in. So like feed yards are, are expanding or looking to expand, you know, they're going to be killing 500 to a thousand a day, the beginning of next year. And, um, that's a, that's a pretty significant amount of cattle for this, for at least the state of Idaho and the overall scheme of the industry, it might not be so much, but for this area, it's huge. And, um, so there's so much demand for, for the high quality product we're, we're given. Um, but you know, with, with drought and lack of, lack of feed and, um, fuel prices through the roof, like, how do you, how do you even plan and how creative, how creative do, can you get? Like, is there a, you know, we've, we try to feed what we buy products we can feed. Right. And yeah, I, I guess it's just another instance of seeing how can producers flex or bend or, you know, contort themselves to fit into what the current circumstances require. Um, and it seems like these last couple of years with COVID and all of the black swan events that we've had in the markets, um, producers are, you know, they'd be pretty, pretty ripe for a good circus act <laughs> to see, to see how they can bend themselves into, you know, the situations that we're facing right now. Yeah, no, and it's, you know, I look at the, the desert grass around here and because of the snowpack, um, that we did have here, um, that held on until a few weeks ago, the grass is looking pretty good. And there was, you know, there was guys grazing John specifically until like December until that snow hit. Um, and I, there's, I think they're going to be all right. Like I'm very optimistic about what, what he has and we have going on right, right around here, you know, but you start, um, looking, looking at other places and you start, you know, you get to, to areas that maybe weren't so lucky or didn't have that good, snowpack or, or a little bit of rain or a little bit of feed carryover. And it's scary. You know, we've got, um, was talking to another guy this week and he, he was talking to another guy. So again, this is coffee shop talk. Um, <laughs> but we, which I didn't un realize this, but Idaho has quite a bit of native American, um, land in the state. I understood that, but there's a lot of grazing that also is associated with that. And you can buy, you can work with the tribes and buy that land or that right to, to graze those. And 
the tribes are cutting those guys off right now, it sounds like. And so if that's what, because they don't have grass or they're saving it for their cows. Um, And so it's, you know, depending on the pocket you're in, there's at the sale barn this week, there was a lot of um, cows, um, beef cows going through and people starting to sell off some of their mamas um, because they don't have feed for them right now or, or are predicting that they're not going to have feed. And so, you know, it's really, it's really hard to, it's hard to plan. It's hard to predict. Is it, you know, if, if you kind if you think you're going to have the feed, do you buy the cheap cows right Mm -hmm. now or the cheaper, I shouldn't say they're cheap, but the cheaper cows, um, because the market has a few more in them or because you're not guaranteed what this year is do you just bail? You know, if, if you're guaranteed those kill slots, January one of 2022 for the new plant, do you go ahead and with your expansion, you know, and, and, and if they're, you know, people are saying the corn will finally get here, just be patient, you know? And, and so it's, and I'm an internal optimist. I think everything will shake out and work out and buff out. And, um, (laughs) all those things, but it does make you take a step back and really evaluate what's going on because at $5 diesel out here right now and, and dry, dry weather. Really making people take a second look at, at what their plans are and how they have to be able to react to whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, I'm not the person to talk on this topic at all, but I think it's a year to look really seriously at risk management, you know, and whether it's specifically financial, you know, if you're going to hedge or if you're going to, you know, go, go that route or just sitting back and, and, and analyzing the true risk of your operation, because, you know, you've, we've seen in Texas, um, times when, when whole ranches have had to liquidate, where they're um, bailing corn stalks in the middle of summer, trying to save the center of the pivot um, for that corn silage. You know what's what's the true risk management? And I I think you kind of you don't want to play doomsday, but what is what is the worst that could happen? What's the best that can happen? And probably somewhere in between is where we're going to fall. But just yeah. knowing knowing how how we can navigate, and I think we have to we have to work together. I, I preach that all the time, but (laughs) (laughs) no, I think you're right. And I, I mean, we do preach that all the time, but I think it's, you know, these, these situations and these circumstances just make it more and more clear that, um, I guess a rising tide lifts all boats. We have to help each other and have to be there for each other, Mm -hmm. um, in good times and in bad. And it's probably more important in the bad times to be there for each other. Um, and to, you know, to lean on each other and use each other's expertise to get through these choppy waters. No, I, I think that couldn't be more true. And even if it's, you know, just, just being there for each other's rants, frustrations, I know I'm, you know, Catherine, before we talked, we always have our own little therapy session with each other and, and, and our stress levels and, and what's going on, you know, with ourselves, but within the industry. And I think it's, making sure we're there 
there for each other mentally too, and emotionally and spiritually, um, as well, because it's, it's not going to be an easy year. Um, you know, I think, I think we're going to, I have no doubt we're going to be okay at all. Like I have no doubt, but it's going to be, it's going to be ups and downs. And I think at least for me, when it's, when it's those swings of high emotion and low emotion and high emotion and low emotion is when I get, I get more out of balance than when I can get in my routine and, 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 and find that good solid crank. Yeah. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And yeah, it gets to be, um, super draining going up and down, like you just described. And yeah, I think you're probably right. We're in for sort of an interesting year. Um, but the most important thing is to, to keep the people around you and, and talk to them and lean on them and, and, uh, you know, take a break from, from the constant worry and stress of, of owning a business and trying to predict what's going to happen in the markets, you know, go, go for a round of golf, have a cocktail on your back patio, mm. you know, have a therapy session with your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> go for a walk, take your puppy out, do, you know, yeah, find all those times things. to, to, to unwind or even channel your anxiety too, because we're all, I think we're all prone to a little bit of it. And I don't know, there's not anybody I've talked to in the last week that hasn't been with this stupid cold that's going around either. And just when I think it's missed somebody, they're like, I'm not feeling very well today. (laughs) (laughs) And I know it sure kicked my butt too, you know, and I think for me, I'll speak for me, um, stress kicked my ass, you know, the cold set in and the stress kicked my ass. And it was, it was a good reminder that I need to reset. I need to ask for help and I need to get the support, whether it's personally, professionally, spiritually, emotionally, I need to put those people in place because I, I, you know, that's, that's what I personally need, you know, as it, as we're, we're fighting these, these rising and crashing waves, it seems like on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, definitely. I think those are true words and a good place to probably end for this week. Listeners, if you've got, um, you know, topics you want to expand on the challenges that that 2022 is throwing at us, uh, beyond just beef and dairy, which, you know, are our lenses, (laughs) we'd love, love to hear from you for sure. Um, shout out and, and tell us what's on your mind so we can talk about it. Yeah, no, we love to hear what you, um, want to talk about. We want to hear what you're you're experiencing too. Um, we, are, we sometimes, um, we know what's happening in our world. We know what's happening in the worlds around us, but sometimes we don't know what's happening in the farther reached worlds <laughs> that we're, we're not privy to. So let us know what's happening out in your world and, and, um, let's all pray for a little rain, um, and a little sunshine and a little, little joy once in a while too. Yeah, joy's okay. <laughs> and listeners, we thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Millennial Ag Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can message us at talk to us at millennialag.com. Until next week, we are Millennial Ag.